everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. Whoa. This is episode... pretty good, no? This is episode 146 for August 23rd, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison... The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. It's a different key this time. Yeah. Practicing. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely of Barnrat Studio, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, Liquid RC, Mike Jeffcoat from the Leatherneck Garage, Jim Bashirs, a Brad Dudenhofer, uh, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much. John made it and Barry Custom. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I know oh. that was so good. You right? should, you should yeah. do that every week <clears throat> for years. Nailed it for years. I think you should do yeah. that. Literally for years, I've done that. Yeah. How many years have we been doing this podcast now? Like 17, 18 years? <laughs> like dog years? Yes. Yeah. Uh, three, I believe. Are, yeah, are we? Have we hit? Three? I think it's three in October. No, it'll be three in December. We started in October, didn't we? Oh, no. <clears throat> uh, yes, probably. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll get there as the numbers get there. We'll see. Yeah. No, because... We basically need to get to 156. It's... So that's in 10 weeks. Yeah, which is about October. Yeah, it's October-ish. Yeah. Late it's October. Yeah, that's good. What about, what about leap year week? 50 times 3. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Has there been a leap year? I don't think there's been a leap year inside our podcast history. We have, Oh, man. We should fix that. We will at least in the Once. following year. It happens every four we years. We make it to next week because <laughs> so far I've just about had enough today. We are <laughs> killing it. We are. Yeah. Woo. Okay. <clears throat> what are we working on? Um, Let's see here. Uh, let, the burrito bandit, Bill. What are you working on over there? I can't, I can't have burritos anymore. That is a huge no-no. That's that's sad. That's that really breaks my heart. Uh, look behind my shoulder. You can see the neck glue up going on as we speak. Uh, so oh, I'm, yeah. yep. I'm making a, uh, I'm still making, or I'm really progressing on the uh, the commemorative veterans cigar box guitar. So I've got the little uh, practice amp is done in a little American cigar brand box. I know, I always do this. Here we yep. go. Show us. For the audio podcast. Look at that. <laughs> Badass. Right? Nice. Little amp. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. That way, so right? Turn that around again. Because you know, for audio. No, the other, side, other side. I want to see the back or the front. Whatever you call it. That's. Is that an, um, the cover of an exhaust fan? Uh, I think so. I think it's a cover of the a computer fan. Yeah. yeah, it looks great, and you have a speaker yeah. behind it. It looks fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Oh, little, cool. Little yeah. Blue light. Huh. That's nice. So anyway. You're good at that. This is the blue light. Yeah, thank you. It's a Kmart no, thing. No, the I whole practiced. thing. Oh, I meant the whole thing. Well, thank you. So that little box is going to go along with the um, the check six. That's what I'm working on for for the vets. I want to auction that off. Half of the money goes to Wounded Warrior Project, and then whoever gets it is able to either give that away to a vet, or maybe it's a vet who will bid on it. I don't know, but uh, I think it's a wonderful thing, and I'm happy to do it. And it's I get to make another guitar, so that's great. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well done. Tim? Tim. What are you working on? Me. I'm working on... It is a zoo in my shop right now. Uh, it's like it's like an actual job. <laughs> Over there. Mm. I'm working on the... Um, oh, no. 
I, Bill's. He literally just got up and left. He just got up and left, and he's yelling about it. I don't know. All right. Well, anyways, um, maybe we'll get lucky and he won't come back. Oh, here he comes. Uh, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> not the night to buy a lot of ticket. You said it's like a job, and as I got up, oh, I had to move so something. No. I went, oh no. Yeah. See, I'm not. It's I'm always thinking. There's moments of my brilliance stays with the podcast, whether I'm sitting here or not. Noted. So many words, so little meaning. Go ahead, <laughs> Tim. What <do> you <laughs> so I'm working on. I have um, no idea what you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm working on this this credenza with the 3D carved doors, um, and on top of that, I'm I'm back onto the pinball desk. I had that was on hold for a while, waiting for some paint, and then I've gotten. I just picked up my slabs this week for the slab table and slab countertop that I'm making for a yoga studio Sweet. in Brooklyn. So one of them is uh, 10 feet long, and then the other one is actually almost 13 feet long, but I cut it in half, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to join it on the site so I can get it through the door and stuff. Uh, the 10-foot one I should be able to get in, but the other one, it was just too much. But um, they're uh, super cool, and I had them, so they're both, it, it, they were complete. They were still 13 feet long, and I had them up in my ladder rack, and the guys, I went and I picked it up, and they, they put them up in my ladder rack, and I drove home, and I got to the shop, I was like, oh. They're each like 200-something pounds, and they're up on my ladder rack. <laughs> How am I going to get them down? But I, I was able to just use leverage and, and science to get them down without it being any physical strain, and I taped the GoPro to the top of one as it was coming down, yes. so it was kind of cool. Uh, so I'm working on all that stuff, and then I'm working on the laser a little bit. Like I, I'm setting it up because I, I, ha- I got the laser up and running, um, but I, it needs you know it was shipped across country, so all the mirrors are a little off, so I'm trying to tweak all the because and i never knew this but that's how lasers work i never really even thought about it but the lasers bounces off mirrors lasers yes and i did make a ill-tempered sea bass for you uh did you I see saw that? something about that online but i didn't get to really look at it I, what'd you make me i just took a clip art picture of a sea bass and a clip art laser beam and i stuck the laser beam in the sea bass's mouse and i cut him i burned him into a piece of cereal box so I, I, have, I was going to mail that to you. Next time I mail you something, I have it somewhere for you. <laughs> I, I, I like Wait, the go Ill, back to the ill-tempered. The, no, the part where he said ill-tempered, that fits with you. So, Yes. Also, Austin Powers. What species of slabs did you acquire there? What, uh, what are you talking about there? Uh, well, they, they come from a place called City Bench, and it's a furniture manufacturer in Connecticut. Um, and what they do is they cut down urban trees. Like you know, mm-hmm. and and slab them and stuff. And so this the, the slabs are elm, which is a, a fairly mm-hmm. popular tree in the New Haven area, and um, they're I've never worked with elm before. And what's nice too is that the the one that's ten feet long was just as long as the other one. It was thirteen feet long, uh, or almost. And so I had to cut a piece of it off. So I've got I got me a guitar <laughs> out of that chunk someday. You know, once I get done with all this other stuff, because I had like about two. But it's gonna go the other way, right? Because you cut. Oh, it's three feet. I guess it doesn't matter. No, I can go either direction. Yeah, it's it's uh, okay. The whole the slabs. Would are, you go the other way though? Eh, I wouldn't. Uh, right, but okay. wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. That you, you would go lost short me. grain because he's cutting cut three feet off the end of a thirteen foot. Right, so I was thinking right. he'd have to go like the width way to make a guitar, but you wouldn't no, do so, that. Right? So the grain would be you up could, and down. You, yeah, it would it would be ugly. Right. Although no, I did be, I did put a breadboard on the end of one guitar. It was kind of cool. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Is it a live edge, you said, right? Yeah, it's live edge. I was thinking about trying to incorporate that into the guitar when I get to it. Um, you know, we'll see. Without it looking like a slab, you know. But uh, I yeah. think you should make it look like a slab. Well, but it has to be a, a pretty slab. 
You can't just be like a. Yeah, but but I mean the but but have it look like the the live edge is either contoured on the bottom or the top, one or the other. You know. What yeah. I'm well, it, it's fairly straight in the, in the end that I have cut off, but what I, that's exactly what I was thinking of doing is basically making like a half guitar. You know, so it's half guitar shape and the other half is just the actual natural right. live edge. Yeah. Right, right. Hmm. But, you know, we'll see. But that's, that's, I got to get all these. Like, the customer would have to be like one of us. You know what I mean? Like somebody who, who knows oh, something about woodworking and cares about slabs. Well, there's also, and there's plays guitar. Start, there's guitar so many guys of are us makers wood. that, yeah. Yeah, guitar guys are into guys wood, that, too. You know? Hmm. But, um, yeah. Brendan Fitzgerald, uh, I believe, listens to our show, and um, he's a heck of a guitarist. He's done a couple videos where he sits down and just plays his uh, acoustic guitar. He's, uh, just amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. You are, in a, you are a maker, makerpedia, encyclopedia of makerdom. He is. He is. Not not to mention uh, the big guy over at uh, Maybe I Said Too Much, uh, Mr. Swan, is quite the little guitar plucker and singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one I knew. Yeah, that one I knew. Yeah, he could he could make a country album, no doubt. I'd I'd pay for that, like him doing like Johnny Cash type songs, just him and a guitar, you know, like the later Johnny oh, Cash. Oh yeah, I'd, oh, I'd yeah. love that album. Yeah, but I don't want to talk I'd nicely like to about he, that. I'd podcast. like to hear him sing "Hurt" by Nine Inch Nails. The Johnny Cash version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know what I God. just found out is that he's he did that version uh, shortly before he passed, but it was right after yeah. uh, his wife passed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that I didn't know that. So well, that was uh, that was Rick Rick Rubin, the uh, the producer that did all those albums with him, and he would go to Johnny's cabin, and uh, and he put microphones in like the ceiling and the corners. And all he had a he basically just got Johnny really comfortable and just had him like he introduced him to songs and had him play them. He's like, hey, I think it'd be really cool if you played a Nine Inch Nails songs. And Johnny Cash was like, who's that? You know, and, and I mean, like you know, because he was not. And they did a couple albums like that, and they were all amazing. Yeah, I heard that Trent Reznor won't do the song again after he heard Johnny Cash's version. I, I don't I blame was him. so good. I wouldn't blame him. For, I no? would, yeah. I think I read that. I could be way off, but I heard he said that he won't perform his own song again because yeah. Johnny Cash's version was just incredible. Yeah, I tell you, I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. That was such an amazing. Yeah, it was a good song. You know, yeah. it's just magic, magic on tape. You know. Yeah. Um, oh. Okay, and then I had a whole bunch of stuff to talk about here. The other thing, I, w- I had a couple visitors. I had um, Brendan, who I don't think listens to this podcast, but I think he might now, came by, and he, <laughs> he, he gave me he a... better. Um, y- yeah, he gave me a cigar box guitar that he made, Bill. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I played it next to yours, Bill, and you got some <clears throat> competition. So Here we go. So I'm just, I, just, I, I, have, I have competition with anybody that even looks at it, a piece of wood in a cigar box because I'm just learning so I have no doubt that I'm, I'm it's not fun when you're this magnanimous I know I, I like it when it's you a, get wait, all wait, childish whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought magnanimous meant I'm attractive to metal what are we talking about here nope metal doesn't like you either um <laughs> <laughs> that usually comes from the Pinsky side of my screen, not the Swiss side. That was <laughs> I know, good, That's pretty funny. I, just, I had to beat him to it. I had to beat him to it for you. Uh, and then also, um, AC nailed it. You know, on on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, yes. And, I, and I'm such an idiot. I asked him his name because I was just known as AC nailed it, and I can't. Remember. It was Alan or Aaron. I don't remember. Canterbury. It's Alan, Alan Canterbury. It's Alan Thank Canterbury. You. It's Alan. That's what I thought it was Alan, yeah. but I wasn't sure because I'm just. Yeah. It just. I'm an idiot with names. But he came by because he was driving through Connecticut. And so he popped oh. in the shop the other day, yesterday, I think, and I got to meet him in person, which was nice. Um, and so that was really cool. And he listens to our pre-show. He actually listens to it, and he likes it. So I know one person listens to our pre-show. 
<laughs> wow, this, that's that's great. I didn't think anybody did. Yeah, neither did I. And then the the one other thing I wanted to mention is that I have that other YouTube channel that I started uh, with where I you know play my guitars or whatever, and, and like it's more. I wish I wish I could get Johnny Cash on there. Um, I just put my second video in my uh, my series of uh, interviews where I interview my musician friends and have them play my guitars uh, with my my friend. We've been friends since we were like 11 years old. The guy that's in this this week. So if if you don't know about that, it's at YouTube.com/slash New Perspectives Music. You can go check that out. And uh, uh, it was I really enjoyed listening to it and I, watching it, and I knew what was going to happen. So I'm hoping other people will I, too. I think that would be the perfect segue into what we're going to talk about because um, he's totally. Oh yeah, old school. Yeah, but, but we haven't. We now Phil's got to throw a wrench in the works and tell us what he's doing first. So go ahead. Phil. Oh crap! Did we skip you? Well, yes, <laughs> but I wouldn't want it any other way because then you know we'd get off our rhythm. Um, you know. <laughs> I uh, I finally finished up all twenty of those uh, of those rolling trays. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, are, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As it turns out, doing one of them doesn't really take that long, but doing twenty takes a long time. It mm-hmm. takes it's, twenty times longer. Yeah, roughly. But eighteen know. times yeah. longer would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. There's some efficiency gained with. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's super annoying. I don't really like doing that. Um. But anyways, they're all they all came out great, and I did a whole bunch of different species, and uh, a good bunch of them end up being pine. And I don't know why I cared so much about them being pine. It's it's fine. They're all sealed. Yeah. it's not a big deal. And but it came out of um, coffee table top. So and pine has a nice grain to it. Like for people that yeah. don't know what I mean, it just looks pretty. Like there's all those lines, you know. Well, I'll tell you what I did to make it a little bit special. It was it was already a finished top, obviously, and it was stained dark. Um, so what I did was is I just cut it up into squares that would fit into the CNC bed, and then I just routed out the pockets. But I left I left the, the top stain, so it's a high yeah. contrast, right? So oh it's yeah, kind of, nice, awesome. So it actually came out really cool. Yeah. Um, and I did some a whole bunch of different other species, just any wood that I had in the shop that was like that big, right? You know, or that yeah. I could glue up into a panel I made. So there's like a bunch of mystery wood that I have no idea what it is, but came out really cool so that was fun well i think the store and will appreciate that too because then the customers are like oh which one do you like best and they can like look through them all oh yeah all there's a whole bunch of, there's a variety yeah. and uh, and while and remember we were talking about last week how like having a cnc is kind of like having another person in the shop because we were talking about doing it with templates by hand instead of using the cnc machine but then we said but the cnc is like doing work and you could do something else so while it was doing you know the the trays I made like nine phone holders. Oh, yeah. You know, like those little those little blocks that I that I make. Um, and the cool part about that is that I was able to use all the best wood that I ever had because it's so small. I just had scraps laying around, so it was a great way to use up scraps. Mm-hmm. So I still had some like wormy chestnut. I had some great like red oak. I had some pecan, and I did all these different combinations. And I even used some. Uh, some Baltic birch plywood as, as, you know, as some, like, accents. And some of them, they came out pretty cool. Anyways, I'll put it on Instagram because uh, I enjoyed them, but I will gonna, be selling them. I was going to say, so. you're going to Etsy those? Um, I, you know what? I'm going to see how it, how they do on Instagram before I bother <clears throat> setting up a listing and all that stuff. Because these are pretty quick. And I had somebody at work that wanted to buy a few anyway, so. Cool. Nice. And, that's, that's, and, then, and then we're getting in the car first thing tomorrow morning, and we're going to a gunkwit main, so. Ogunquit, That'll be Maine. Oh wow. Ogunquit. Nice. Yeah. Oh 
Gunkwit, Maine. Yeah, it's right near uh, Kennebunk. You, you should go. Uh, you should go. <laughs> are you going to drive both through? Real places, huh? Oh yeah, they're yeah, real, they're real. real. Yeah, this is the East Coast. These are all really common type words on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you going to drive through Burlington to get there? Because Maddie and yeah. my wife has just took Maddie back to school tonight. I have the I have the house myself. Vance is actually at my uh, my in laws' house. Um, Ooh, boys' night. Yeah. Uh, well, no, just me. Boy because, night. Yeah, boy yeah, night. Boy so. night. And of course, mm. I'm <clears throat> spending it with you two. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, ruin it. But um. But yeah, so if you want to stop in in Burlington and say hi to Maddie, she'll be back at school. That might be something. <laughs> it could be something. <laughs> if you want to bring your whole family uh, by to say hi to my Yeah, Lauren, daughter. sweetheart, listen, uh, we have to swing by Burlington to say hi to an 18-year-old girl. She's so. almost 20. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah. That's that's kind of weird to think about. <laughs> we have been doing this a while because yeah, she Maddie's... wasn't in school when this started. So. Yeah, and now now once you're 20, like you're you're just an adult. There's no like, oh, you're almost an adult or a young adult. No, you're just an adult now, right? <laughs> yeah, she's an adult. Yeah, I remember last year. She's an adult. Yeah. So re- before we get started, uh, uh, the back-to-school story, I, I get to say things like this now. Um, when my daughter came to visit last week, I believe, anyway, I knew she liked Skittles, so I bought her four gigantic bags of every off-brand of Skittles that they made, like the sour, squeaky ones and the fruit. Anyway, she had these four giant bags, so she texted me a picture yesterday for her first day back at school. It was yesterday. And she's got all these sandwich bags that are open with all these Skittles everywhere and a bunch of people. All you see is these hands grabbing for Skittles. And uh, so she's the popular kid in school. That was was kind of fun. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't send Maddie with any Skittles. Well, no, you good know, luck to her. Skittles are, they're kind of a, they're from back in the day. I would say it's. Oh, you're reaching. Would you say it's kick. You're reaching. Kicking it old school. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Kicking right it old school candy. Yeah. 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 It is pretty old school candy. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So that is this week's topic. And uh, the poet that is William Lutz just <laughs> segued uh, into the topic. Yeah. So what we're talking about this week is basically. Old school projects using old school tools and everything that is old school because we're old. <laughs> you know, that's not quite how I thought it would go, but I'm all right with that. All right. So also, you know, like lim- we were also talking about in the pre-show when we were hashing this out, was talking about like limited tool builds. Like what would we make with limited tools? What those limited tools are? Are they power? Are they hand tool? And then just sort of describe... You know, we I guess we'd go around the virtual room here and talk about what those projects would be and what the tools would be, and uh, you know, and then obviously we'd love to hear from you guys about what you think of these projects and or what are your favorite limited tool builds. Very good, Phil. I like that. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. So why don't you start, Excellent. Phil? Oh, good. <laughs> thank you very much for that, Tim. <laughs> Um, well, I was saying in the pre-show that I, I wouldn't mind. I would like to actually try making one of my whiskey boxes by hand. Um, it would have to be in hardwood because I'd really like to try dovetail joinery. Ooh! And, and yeah, and I'd use the you know the Japanese saws and the hand planes and all that stuff. I really enjoy it. And then when there isn't 
a deadline crunch for it, like it's got to ship out on Tuesday, you know, then I can really enjoy it a lot more than I normally do, which right now is, you know, it has to ship out on Tuesday because I'm going on a business trip on Thursday and I've got to wait for the finish to, you know what I mean? If I could actually just woodwork for the enjoyment of it and rather than for the, I guess for the business side of it, then, you know, then I, then I wouldn't mind doing things with, you know, hand tools and slowing it down and really enjoying each step of it. If you, if you did something like that, specifically, uh, uh, a whiskey box, leisurely done, dovetail joinery, all that good stuff. Is that something you think would do well on Etsy Then, as opposed to now where people say, I want a whiskey box and then you build it. You can actually say, hey, here's one that I have on hand right now. This is it. It's what you get. Do you think that would sell and, and point out the dovetails and all the, the handmade part of it? Or not hand, because you, everything you do is handmade, but I mean the yeah. hand tool part of it as opposed to... Yeah. Look, we we know what this joinery means. We right. know what the wood species are. You know what I mean? Like, but someone who's buying a gift, and that's what this always is. I, I've never sold any. I, I've never sold anything to anyone who was buying it for themselves, for like for the most part, except for maybe I guess the weed trays. But you know the the step stools, the the whiskey boxes or you know the the chess set that i made it's all gifts right so people think the object is pretty and either they have like it's they're incorporating it into a gift that they're giving like they already have the whiskey bottle they have the glasses and i need to build a box around that so they don't really care so much about the construction of the box it's just it's got to go along with the gift that they're giving and that's where the value comes in that i've seen so far obviously my experience is limited only to my own experience but I, I, I can't speak to the Etsy, but I can tell you this, is that the common person who goes furniture shopping, whether it's in a thrift store, whether it's in a brand new, 99% of the time they know nothing of woodworking, but what they will look for is a dovetail joint. They'll pull the drawers out and they'll look on the side, and if it's got a dovetail joint, even though that could be mass produced on machines, they think, oh, this is... That's, I mean, that's the one thing that the average person knows, a dovetail joint, you know, like on a dresser drawer. Do you think the average person knows that? Because I didn't know that until I started doing that, and now I check, because I'm in Not, not everybody, time. but I'm saying, I know I know a lot of people that they'll, they'll say, oh yeah, I brought this new dresser, and you should see it has dovetail. Do you know what that is? Well, yeah, that means they had to cut it by hand. That's what they think. That's It's one of the few things they know about woodworking. People who don't know about woodworking, they've heard of a dovetail. They think it harkens back to the day when uh but you know yeah they picture in, like an amish guy you know correct yeah correct but they but then they you know you can see how it's made where they make a thousand dressers in an hour and all those dovetails are cut by a machine you know so yeah but well, you know, I, that, I do but but again i don't know on etsy how that would market but i think uh doing something about like where you can interact with somebody at a craft show um and they walk up, oh, I love that whiskey box well look at that one you go yeah this one's got dovetails oh Right. That's different. I could sell ice to Eskimos. If I'm talking to somebody in person, that's how I'm going to tell the story and I'm going right. to show them and a, you know the fit and the finish and you know here smell this. That's that's pecan wood. You know what I mean? Like it's different when you have to write it and you and and you you're too passive in the process. Right? Like when you make a listing on Etsy, like you're putting up a billboard and somebody reads it quickly or reads it at an off angle or interprets it in a different way, then that's outside of your control. But if I'm standing in person, you know, I'm in the driver's seat of that sales pitch, which is a totally different experience. I, I used to, when I put more effort into Etsy, I used to write stories like, um, 
like I would like just like, instead of writing this is a box made of this I would write it like um, I was driving down the street and uh, you know as of this traffic light I would just like write a story hoping to catch someone to get them to actually read the listing if it read mm-hmm. like the first paragraph of a news story um, mm-hmm. I, and I just I don't put that kind of effort into it anymore but uh, but that was always a lot of fun too I used to have a lot of fun with that because I was trying to get that one way conversation going I guess you know you know what Etsy's missing that things like Facebook and Google have? And maybe I'm wrong, maybe they do have this, but I haven't seen it, and that's A-B testing, performance-based testing, right? So you basically have two listings that are exactly the same. So one would be the story that you just talked yeah, about. Yeah. I found on the side of the road, blah, blah, And then the other one is walnut, you know, handmade, yeah. whatever it is, right? And then you see which one gets more traction, and then that's the one you ultimately go with. And then yep. you sink your money into promoting the one that does well. If Etsy had that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. But that's the way Facebook is destroying all other advertising platforms right now. Yeah. Wow. Do you think the old school of that is craft shows, though? I mean, before this online would have to be, I mean, right? the, I guess the old school of that was the carnival barker, but yeah, so for sure that's what it is. Yeah. Definitely got to be like the farmer's market and the craft shows and the, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, but the thing is, is like, I think a lot of the times if I were going to, if I were going to have one of these booths, I feel like, and maybe I'm way off, right? But this is just my opinion. When I see these craft shows, cause we have them, we have a, let's say our, our civic center is where we have the ice rinks and the swimming pools and all the activities like it's under one roof here and we call it the civic center in town here and uh and they have like all these like art shows and craft fairs and all this stuff and i walk in and you see these booths where people have like stacked to the ceiling all these cutting boards and mm-hmm. like all these like all these like woodcraft things right and i'm thinking that is such a mistake. You are devaluing your items. Like it looks like you've got like a ton of inventory, and you're ready to haggle over pricing. And you know the, the you're racing to the bottom. On, if I if it were me, I have like five items in my booth. I and wonder, every time I, wonder, I sold though, one, I would just pull one out of inventory and replace it. I want you to think that everything there is worth something. So you're coming from a marketing background where you're saying the 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 way that's presented. Perception, yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's. Um, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I know people that do things at craft shows, and all they're trying to do is they're getting there at 6.30 in the morning. They're trying to get their little half tent up. They're trying to unload everything they can because they can't leave their car there. You know, it is in a, in a, they, they unload everything. It's got to be all stacked right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but I'm saying stack it like under, under the, table. the table. Under the table, under the out table. of the way. So mm. Pull it out. Yeah, you sell one, advice. you pull the next one out. You sell one, you pull the next one out. You know, but the other thing about that is if you are at one of those craft shows and you're walking by and you see tons and tons of inventory and then you see a booth with very little inventory, you're probably less likely to stop and look because it's like you can scan it. Around. Other way around, you're like, oh I my don't, god, everyone bought that guy out. What's so special? Well, what if you set it up to that. that? Now you're now you're thinking because I think that can kind of go both ways. But what if you set it up to look like you were sold out, not just like you only brought five things? That might. I'm just looking. Yeah. I'm looking at like rare scarcity. Yeah. Don't bother haggling with me. These are my prices. I. Anyways, look, I've never done it. You know, like I was going to say, I, none of us, have, I, I think, have done that. And I'm interested because I know Petuto does it. I know Bill Wrights does uh, craft shows. Frank Snyder does. Uh, yeah. I've done a few. And they all, yeah. And um, I'm curious as, as to what their successes are, if it, if that matters. Because, like I said, I think you're coming at it, Phil, from a, from a purely educated 
marketing standpoint on yeah. on what you your experience is drawn by. But our craft shows, maybe it's just you pile it up because people are coming through. You know you've got the hot item this week. People are going to come through and buy them. It doesn't matter. Or does that make a difference? Like the Duresta, uh, John and Matt. Yeah, I was just thinking of those guys. You know, they... You know, but, well, they, they have they have tables. They hop their wares though. Yeah, they have yeah. them stacked up. But they're also they're out there pulling people in, and John's telling yeah. stories. And that's a show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A show. And yeah, and every so. and everything that's there, it's like if you have you know ten cutting boards or twenty cutting boards stacked up. If they're all a little different, then like your weed trays you just made, then there's a reason to like, oh, which one do you like? I'll oh, check this one out. And so you pull like, oh, well, here's the magic one out of the stack of ten. That's like another set. Yeah. You know, see, I, I so, have all these, yeah. but only this one's special. See, look how this one's different than the other nine. Maybe, maybe the know. trick is, maybe this is what you're getting at: is don't look like you're a produ- uh, production or like a corporate production facility right. at a craft yeah. show. You don't want to have exactly twenty cutting boards that look exactly the same. But if you've got forty cutting boards and they're all a little bit different, display every one of them if you can. So people can, yeah. they can stop. I just and don't look. want people to think like, oh, look at it, how many he's got. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna lowball him. I'm gonna lowball him to like twenty bucks. But I'll tell you one thing, quick story. So I was doing the furniture show three years ago when I first started working the company I'm at now, and we were in Vegas, and I was doing the tour with a coworker who's a female, and we were pretending to be buyers, and we were walking around, and there was this one booth on the fourth floor, and it was empty except for this one item right in the middle of the booth. And I was like, dude, check that out. That must be so incredibly expensive. They put that one item in this entire floor space. So I had to see what the hell it was because I couldn't really see it. So I walked up to it and and I'm talking to the person who works in the booth. I said, what is this? This must be a fortune. He goes, oh yeah, everybody thinks that. Actually, they uh, they messed up the delivery of our inventory. We don't have anything in the booth right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that stuck with me yeah. because you know what? It's it's all about perception. If you if you give something space, if you give something breathing space, there's an immediate perception of value because it's worth enough to be able to occupy more than just the space it's sitting in. I yeah, I agree with the principle of it. I just don't think it's going to work at a craft show. That's what I'm saying. Do you think there's a difference at like a trade show where you're looking to stock your store with items that this company sells as opposed to you're shopping for a cutting board for your mom? Maybe. Maybe. You know, but a Porsche dealership is 2,000 square feet. It's got three cars. Ford dealership is 2,000 square feet and has 20 cars. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a whole lot more Ford trucks on the road than there are Porsches, so... And they probably cost about the same nowadays. <laughs> they actually cost more than a Porsche. So, yeah. well, the Porsches were, are going to be out way more soon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Tariff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm preparing to do this uh, guitar show in October, uh, and I've been thinking about how I'm going to market that. I went to a, mm. six months ago, and I saw, and so I have some ideas. But basically, and it's kind of like what you're saying, Phil, but a little different, is that um. My, my basic idea is that I know that my guitars are not something that they're not for everyone. They're for a certain person, right? And there's a couple different certain persons that they're for, but they're not for everyone. And so I just, I have no intention of wasting my time talking to the people that they're not for. Anybody that comes up and then it's just like, it's like, oh, I don't really like that. It's not finished. Or, oh, I just like, you know, I'm just going to be rude. That's my plan. I just be like, yeah, these aren't for you. Move on. Ooh. I I, you know what? I love that. Tim Sway Guitars. This is not for you. Yeah. Well, that's, well, even that's, my, the, even that's my... the no soup for you, right? Exactly. The guy's got to line out the window. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, well, why People didn't are you like, do this? Oh. Like, yeah, just like, you get it or you don't, buddy. Don't take, don't waste my time. 
You know, that's going to make them mm. want to come back and buy it because yeah. you're not letting them. Have what it. do you mean it's not for me? Yeah. It could be for me. No, it's not I'm for not you. No, that. you're not. I got money. That's what. Well, and even my uh, my pamphlet idea. What I want to do is make like an '80s punk rock zine, like they used to make on the photocopiers <laughs> back in the '80s. So the whole thing's going to be all black and white and photocopied, letters cut out and stuff, and it's just going to be like you know, like. You, you don't want to play a guitar made by the man. And if you do, move on. <laughs> you know? Like, the whole thing is just going to be, you. like, marketing towards that. Just, like, you you don't want to be like everyone else, right? No, you, you're you like everyone else. Get out of here. Like, I'm not like everyone else. I want one of your guitars. That's my strategy. I'm an original. I'm like you. Yeah. And that's my then strategy. The next thing you know, the guy's walking out of Tim's booth with, like, four guitars. Yeah, four guitars. Yeah, no. Tell me like, I'm not cool. Look how original I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most original. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good stuff. Uh, All right, this is a this great. This is basically how I get my kids to brush their teeth. That's right. how you're going to be pitching guitars. Oh, race! Like I'm going to beat you. I'm going to I'm going to brush yeah. my teeth. Well, there's the you. race, and it's it's, it's Tom you Sawyer. Don't right? brush your teeth. It's Tom Sawyer painting the fence. Yeah. Oh, this is a lot of fun. No, I'm not going to oh, let yeah, you do yeah. it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I only got one brush, and you're not using it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, let's let's slow down on the quotes from Huck Finn, shall we? <laughs> Aren't we kicking it old school, yeah. Phil? That's you know, that's well. Let's not go that old school. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people don't know who Huck Finn is. I don't know who doesn't know who Huck Finn. Everyone is. I, I don't Huck know because I'm so old now. I don't know what young people know. Everybody still has to read that and Catcher in the Rye and 1984 and all these. Books. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think really? so. I don't think so. No, I think they read, read pray, they read pray love now. I believe, right? Isn't that required? <laughs> no, well, I mean, no. for instance, I, th- I think I think Fifty Shades of Grey. I think that's like the curriculum now. No, stop that. That's, that's just, a curriculum not, for forty-year-old women. Not that's like school. that's like Family Guy. It's not appropriate. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so this is a great Etsy episode we're having here. <laughs> Crash show episode. <laughs> it's um, also um, it's marketing. It's perception. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, the conversation is so, good. It's just not our topic. Is there any way we can get back onto our topic, or do yeah, we care? I know. I I have something. Not really, but uh, it's kind of. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. Go. Um, so I have gotten a question here. It's kind of a conundrum because I was giving Phil a hard time in the pre-show about let's let's talk about doing something without using your table saw. And somebody actually has written me asking me how I cut the body of the cigar box, you know, just notch to where the stick goes through it. And I use my table saw because it's the easiest way. I use it like a single blade dado and yeah. just notch it out like that. Yep. But I have done it with just a razor blade scoring it and then slowly working, you know, because it's not that thick. Um, there's different ways of doing it. And then I was giving you a hard time. Like, well, I could do a build without using my table saw to make a guitar box, just using my, um, my spoke shave, the rasps, you know, handsaw, the miter box. And then I'm thinking to myself already, already just thinking of that. God, that would suck <laughs> doing it all by hand. <laughs> but simply, I mean, but I do want to do a video on a couple of different ways to notch out the cigar box because some people don't have a table saw. Mm. You know, I'll try yeah. to avoid the whole flip my uh, circular saw upside down and clamp it in the vise. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah. I want to do. You I know do what that. it is? I think it's a. I think it's a function of the f- of the lack of time, right? Like if we had all the time in the world to just hang out in the shop and do this stuff, then maybe we'd be more inclined to slow it down and enjoy every step of the process. I think like so. Like I sometimes really, really look forward to being retired, where I'd have like. You know, my Sundays where I could do all day I spend in the shop. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just my day. Like, that's just not a thing right now. Like, any time I want in the shop basically comes out of sleep. Yeah. So, I got to be as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I had... 
uh, people. I recently did a video where I sort of answered some questions about guitar making, like Bill saying about people ask questions and stuff. And and one of the pe- things people were asking about is like limited tool builds of guitars. And I, bef- you know, I do them all on the CNC now because I'm lucky, <laughs> basically. You know, yeah. but um, the, you know, and I was I was thinking about it, and I really want to do this, and I, I might I might even maybe contact to see if I can get a tool company to sponsor because it's like as a matter of the problem is time. But I want to build. I have a, an idea for a guitar that I want to build using nothing but handheld tools. Uh, and that means uh, right. s- skill saw, jigsaw, uh, cordless drill, um, probably in a, a palm sander, you know, and maybe an angle grinder. And then, you know, rasps and hand planes and stuff. But I, I know I – oh, yeah, router. That's an important one, a handheld router. Um, just, you know, like like you go go to the box store and you buy that kit of, like, the battery power tools and the big cardboard yep. box with the bag, you know. And, like, just, like, buy that kit. And that's – you can picture the company I'm already thinking of pitching you, it to. You know? And just making a guitar with it. Well, there's two. There's the the blue the, and uh, orange, or green and orange. Yeah, yeah or <laughs> yellow, or uh, tr- Triton. Triton has actually been very supportive of the uh, maker community. That's true, and they make all that stuff. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, what I was thinking about that there, box is like, but that bag is like eight hundred dollars. That's not really a limited tool build. Well, at that point, no, no, you, not but not all of them. Not not all of them are that expensive. I mean, no, the, the yellow the yellow like, ones are up there. Some are like two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, the Ryobi yeah. ones like two fifty. Yeah. You know, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good deal. Yeah. That 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 doesn't have a router though. But I mean, you can go. Let's talk Ryobi. I'll say the name. Um, okay. You can go to. What? You can go to the the box store with the orange label. I'm not saying their name, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but you could go there and you could buy the the inexpensive Ryobi router, the palm sander, the angle grinder. Uh, what else did I say? Jigsaw and circular saw. Each one of those tools is less than hundred dollars each. And I'm talking the corded ones, not even the battery powered ones. So you're looking at right. probably. I mean, some of them are like, like their angle grinders, like thirty bucks. You know. Yeah. yeah. So you're looking at like two hundred fifty dollars for tools. And you can build a thousand dollar guitar with them. I mean, plus there's like going to be like a chisel. But what I was thinking about doing, because I already have all those tools, I don't need them. So I was thinking about contacting a tool company, saying like, I'll do a build. Uh, give me the give, give me away the give tools. me the tools, and then I'll give away the tools and give away the guitar. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea, That's, like, and, and I'll even like the hand tools, like the basics, like a hand plane and a rasp and like a chisel. Like I'll I'll pitch well, those in too, right? Maybe even out of my collection, you know, and just be like, all right, now here's a make your own guitar starter kit. Maybe even like buy hey, Ryobi's a good one to go with too because they are yeah, supportive. I did, I did stuff with them before with the uh, the the bike, yeah. and they mailed me a bunch of stuff, and uh, so I might contact them. I don't. Know, I thought it'd be a, like a fun video series, but the thing is, it'd take me freaking two hundred years. You know, I mean, I gotta get I gotta get paid somehow to do it. Like I can't take that time I, off from I, work you know i wonder if that's not kicking it old school in and of itself Phil. what you were saying about the the shop time was actually leisure time it yeah. was mm. it was it was hanging out it was just doing what you want whittling <laughs> you know yeah. building a nice rocking chair i mean whatever but it's like there was no hurry there's no rush so i wonder yeah. if now that uh, you know the age of the maker community is fast and as vast as is is, is is as fast as it's growing if it's not putting, you know, especially making videos, I haven't made a video in a while, and I have no intention of it now. I'm just like, I, I don't want to make a cheesy video for no reason. Something will pop up, and I will. But it's, it got to the point where I have a full time job, and I work hard, and I don't want to feel like that. Like you just said, Tim, like wow, it's like a job going into my shop. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's what old school is now. It's not really being able to just go out there anymore. We got lives to live. We got bills to pay. Maybe we're just not there yet. You know, maybe retirement is that that leisure. Take your time. Grab a you know a Whitland knife and sit down and make a walking stick or something. I don't know. Well, it's interesting that you say that because you know the the YouTube phenomenon. This this 
miracle, really, that sort of created... Well, I, I credit YouTube for what it is that I do right now, right? Without YouTube, I wouldn't be doing this because I learned right. and continue to learn everything that I know from YouTube as far as this stuff. And uh, But it the double-edged sword of that is that now we constantly expect of ourselves and of each other, well, what are you working on now? I, I spoke to you last week. You've got to be doing something new and different and fresh now, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like I'm always disappointed either in myself or in others when there isn't fresh new content or new topics of conversation. I'm like, what are you, how am I still working on these stupid trays? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, like, our podcast. Are we I already like, talked about this. What are you working on? It's the same thing as last week. It's like what? You know. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah. But uh, here's an interesting one for you. Actually, I decided um, that I am not going to let things intimidate me. So I've had. And this is so stupid, but I had a couple of watch batteries that have been d- dead. Right. I haven't worn a watch in probably five years because the battery died in my watch, and my dad got me this watch for my 21st birthday, and. Aww. I just haven't changed the battery because I haven't brought it in. Like, the, the, the place to bring it in is far away, and, you know, they got to leave work to go there. Anyways, I, I've just been too lazy to do it. So I said, you know what? For sure you could do this yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive sure you could of do that. This yourself. I'm positive yeah. of that. In fact, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction right now. You'll be wearing a watch by our next episode. Well, I, I, it's upstairs. I already changed the battery. Oh. Basically, I, <laughs> that's a Yes. Yeah, no, I watched the I video, was right. and it's a $10 tool that you get on eBay. I did one of those midnight uh, eBay orderings. I got it two days later, because it actually shipped out of Montreal, which was weird, but it's one of the, it's like a special tool that basically lines up with the notches on the back of the, of the watch, and then it's a wrench, and you unscrew the thing, and you change it to the battery, bingo. But we're, we're, we've been brainwashed by all of these, a lot of trades to think that, like, uh, you you couldn't do this. This is t- requires years of training to be able to unscrew the back of a watch. And I'm not saying that like I'm a watch technician now by any means, but you know, or even that this thing is necessarily as waterproof as it was before. But to be honest with you, I've never taken it in in any water deeper than my shower, so I'm not really concerned about you know right. deep water diving with this thing. I just wanted to tell time again. So don't let things intimidate you. Is well, you know what? That is a kick in an old school attitude because that's how we used to be. That's where our grandfathers yeah. were doing. It's like if something breaks, we fix it. We don't call a repairman. They couldn't. They didn't have the money or they they live rural. So it's like, I got to fix yeah. that tractor. Yeah. I got to fix the water heater. You know, uh, I got to make the bed. I got to make the, I mean, like physically make the actual bed it. or yeah, the, yeah. the table. So yeah, that's an old school attitude that I think, I think a big part of our maker movement now is people coming full circle to that. It's like, I can do this. I don't have to go to Ikea and buy this thing. I can make one, you know? And if mm. there's proof, because Phil Pinsky's doing it on his YouTube channel and Tim Sway's mm. doing it on his channel. You know what I mean? And those so, guys are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they could do it, yeah. literally anybody could do it. That would- but so a video that I want to do is a little watch vice. I'm going to make a little oh. vice to hold the watch as you work on it so that it doesn't move when you... Yeah, because hmm. I had to just hold it and wrench it, and I. Anyways, interesting. So I think that's gonna be that a, yeah. would be that would be an interesting uh, limited tools build. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, nope. <laughs> 
for anyway. But you know, that's how my whole business got started and how I ended up doing this as a, as a musician and as a homeowner and as a just a person. Like, I was always the guy that I would see things and I'd be like, and this is kind of before YouTube even. I was like, I can do that. I could do that. Yeah. You know, I and, and it wasn't what I was saying. It was wrong. I couldn't do it. I, I wanted to do it. And, and then I would try. And a lot of times I'd fail. Like, I remember I tried to make back when people bought CDs. I tried making my own CD rack. And I just, I had never, I had like a, like a drill. And it was like one of those 9.6 volt. You know, and I bought this wood and these metal brackets. I tried putting this in together. And it was horrible. It was just absolutely horrible. <laughs> you know? And it cost me more than what it cost me to go to Ikea, you know? But, um, yeah, because I just didn't... You should have just bought it at Ikea and put your name on it. Right, right. But, you know, it was just like one of those things. Like, I want to see if I can make this. I was like 20-something years old, you know. I just had no idea. And there was in, uh, you know, the same thing with uh, when I got started making guitars. I rented from that cabinet maker. I said, I want to make a guitar. He goes, you can't do that. And then he started making them, you know. And, and, like, and so that really inspired me, too, like, to see this guy. He even had that attitude, and then he just started doing it. And uh, that's who I just always try to be, you know, and... And just you know, and that's that's kicking old school for me. And so, and then that translates into kicking a new school with the technology. It's like, yeah, I can figure that out. I can do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, the step one of it is having the imagination to even think that it's something that you could do because it's been so ingrained in us that you know, if something breaks, you take it to whoever. You know, if the washing machine breaks, you call the washing machine guy. If you know, if the stove breaks or the HVAC breaks or if the air conditioner if anything breaks you call the guy that fixes that yeah or but gal let's yeah right well the guy could be a girl too but uh you know having the imagination to hey you know what I could fix this myself I could do it myself you could do it yourself mm. you know at least give it a shot first before right. you call the person for three or four hundred dollars an hour well, this, this mm-hmm. like I said, this attitude is an old school attitude, and I think it is coming full circle. You two yeah, are both, you sure. two are, are doing that with your kids now because they're seeing you out in the shop. Bob Claggett uh, said an interesting thing. I forgot when, what he was talking about, uh, but it was he had a VCR, and he, let, he gives his kid a screwdriver and says, here, take this thing apart. Oh, you know, yeah. I remember yeah. doing that with Maddie when she was like seven years old yeah, before I had a because shop or anything. We used to do that, and we'd make hot glue gun projects with them and stuff. And Vance oh, yeah. Them. I mean, it's I like. I used to do that. I used yeah, to have permission, though. My dad was really mad. Yeah, I, I blew a few fuses because I would try plugging it back in. <laughs> oh, I, sh- I, I, was, I was shocking stereo. myself by the time I was four years old because that there's a slot in the wall. Something must go in there. Oh, yeah. That's the screwdriver's, I, yeah. the screwdriver's the perfect size, it's, it's, man. It it's must made go there. for a screwdriver. It's actually it the same shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a screwdriver holder. In fact, there's an idea I just got right now. Wouldn't it be nice to have a flathead screwdriver holder on your bench for your two favorite flathead screwdrivers? And it looks like a, an outlet on your bench. That'd be kind of huh? funny. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. yeah. You should do that. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. That's another one. Go ahead. You are very good at having us thank you. Yeah. For well, nothing. Yes. It's not nothing. It's actually, see, these are these things, again, the brilliance that I, gonna, I you, you don't know it. <laughs> It'll be six months from now, Phil, and you're going to be making something. You're going, wow, look how cool this little screwdriver holder is. And then I'm going to go, uh-huh, see? Uh-huh. You're Come welcome, yeah. Phil. You're yeah, welcome. You are a diamond in the rough, Bill Lutz. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a something rough. I know that. You're something. I I just today uh, today I was um uh, you know the the big laser that I got in uh there's part of the deal with this laser is they have this new software that they they want me to to demo and use and stuff and but I needed a new controller in the laser and so I'm I'm yeah. communicating with Amy in you know via um emails and whatnot so she just says like she, and she's in china and she's you know she writes very good english but you know but uh so she just writes um she's like i'm gonna mail you a new controller 
so you can put it in so you can use this new software. I'm like, okay, I have no idea. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I just, so I open it up and it's this little electronic box. It's probably worth a thousand dollars. Who knows? You know, <laughs> it's like all sorts of technology. And I go and I find the, the, the thing on the, the laser where it goes in. There's four little tiny screws and you got to reach behind. There's all these like a hundred different wires plugged into it from all these little clips and stuff. And, and, uh, and you know, you're talking about not being intimidated. Like that's intimidating. <laughs> like when you, you open up this panel yeah. and there's all these things and it's like, I know that it's like, it's all plugs, it's just plugs and screws. It's all very basic stuff, but they're small and they're tight. And they're in this very expensive machine that I technically don't own. <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, Yet. Yeah. And I just had that. I just had one of those moments that like, we were just talking of, uh, I'm just like, I can do this. Like it's, yeah. I can do this. Like, and of course I did drop one of the screws that pulls it. There's only three screws holding it in now. And it's somewhere in the, in the wires. I got to dig it out later, but, but I did it. There are three whole, three screws holding in everything I own. Oh, I know. It's, it's fine. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's why. That's why they give you extras. That's why. They, well, that's why it has four. So if you lose one, it's still going to hold in. If they only had three, right. two would probably be fine. Hey, man, that's why they call it a tripod. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you, need. <laughs> so. you only really need three to hold things up. That's all you need. So those screws are small, man. <laughs> Could never find that again. My glasses aren't strong yeah. enough. <laughs> hey, remember? Remember that time I told you guys I uh, my disc sander was broken? Here's a just weird random thing. I fixed it. Yeah. It was weird. It just didn't have a set screw holding the disc onto the spindle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, because I had to change out the uh, the abrasive pad. I had to change out the sandpaper. And as I pulled it off, I was like, huh, this is all loose. There's no set screw on this thing. Yep. So then I, I found one and I put it on. And I was like, oh, this works way better now. Yeah, that'll so, help. <laughs> that'll do it. So it's like having a whole new tool. That's awesome. Nice. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to touch base on with this uh, this topic? I don't want to touch anything. I don't think so. You know what? I think I think Bill's point is basically the episode. Full circle back to I can do this. You can do this. Yeah. Let's just do it ourselves. That's you know, old that school. That kind of attitude. Yeah. yeah. That's and old I like school. that. Like, you know, like Depression era United States can do attitude. Wait, Canada didn't have Did that? Did Canada ever have, a, uh, like, a depression era? Nah. Nah, not really. You guys were just sad for a few minutes and you had a beer. We were like, we were like look at those idiots down there. <laughs> well, no, the, 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 the depression was... No, no, we did. I mean, obviously, our, our economies were very closely linked, and right. but we didn't have a stock market crash, and we have a different kind of banking system. We're more centralized. So uh, we, we weren't as hard hit. But there certainly was something similar. Don't worry, we don't really have a dust bowl the way you guys did. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to get into this right now. No, but that, that's true. Just it's just that generational attitude of uh, can do is coming back around. Yeah. So that's it's yeah. great, and that, I, I think that's that's worldwide. That's not just the U.S. I think that's just you know re- reteaching ourselves uh, right off the top of my head. Christiana, here's a young here's a young person who's got an amazing YouTube channel, and it's like. She sees a problem and she's like, I attack it. And then she makes cool stuff. She's amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that yeah. attitude. That's why well, I just like, I, at one point in time, I was trying to think of what I wanted to call myself. Uh, like, am I a maker or am I an artist or whatever? And I, I came up with one of the potentials was a professional child uh, of just like always learning. You know, I just want to always be learning mm. new things. I like Martist. Martist? It sounds, it sounds like someone nailed to a cross. <laughs> a little bit, right? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He drawed with crayons for our sins. Think about it. 
I'm gonna go with <laughs> okay. Makest. I like Makest because it reminds me of a Clint Eastwood movie. Or John it also Wayne sounds movie. like he's naked. The Makest. Yeah. The Shootest with John Wayne. Bad. Yeah, the Makest. Yeah. I'm a Makest. Hey, he doubles back for a friend. Yeah. Anyway. Makest. Not bad. Not bad, that's, Bill that's Lewis. Not next bad. week's topic, huh? Not horrible. Next, I, next week's topic? I was thinking The Outlaw William Lutz, but that was a different movie. Ooh. I just watched that. The, the I don't know what channel it was, but they played Pale Rider and then Outlaw Josie Wales back-to-back. I was like, oh, Outlaw yeah. Josie Wales. Which one's the one? He always doubles back. Hang him right. high. That was always my favorite. Yeah, next time well, hang the, a man. Better yeah. make sure he's dead. <laughs> good, bad, the ugly. Hang him high. Uh, the high music. I love the drifter. music. High Plains yeah. Drifter, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well then. Okay. All right, boys. iTunes review review. I just logged into iTunes, and we do not have a new one since last week's newest one. So Uh-oh. now what do we do? We also said we wouldn't disclose that level of transparency to our listeners. Yeah, we would lie. I'll make one up. Okay. Yes. Uh, oh, here's a new one. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to guilt them into getting over to iTunes and write one because that's a little uh, I'm a little disappointed in y'all. I have to say. Can I shame our audience? <laughs> I, I don't mean, know if that's a thing. That that goes back really to Phil's really marketing knowledge. Phil, I'm yeah. going to put think, this Phil? one on you. Yeah. Uh, no, shame is really not really a very good incentive. Okay. <laughs> it's not very that good. Yeah, it doesn't work with kids. What you want to do is you want to make people f- you want to make it uh, aspirational mm-hmm. and you want to make it feel like they're cool cool is a big thing in marketing no you don't you don't want this guitar move on you're not cool yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is not for you no you're not cool this is for you're original cool unique to write people. a podcast for us that's fine yeah <laughs> what what if what if what if somebody left a review somebody should not review us somebody should write a review reviewing themselves or the the reclaimed audio fans so i think those four should get together well that actually be really fun to write write an autobiography instead of a review yeah as long as it has five stars, I don't care. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, let's pump the brakes. That is not a good idea. Let's not do that. I think it's an amazing Definitely idea. Definitely review our podcast with five stars. Moving you on. get five stars, but I think how do you even choose? Is there which a word limit? Our... Could they write like a novel and put it in there? No, there's a word limit. What is it? Twitter? Oh, I'm Twitter hoping there's a word Apple limit now? on this podcast. No, no word limit on the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm gonna read the other the, uh, another new one then that was from uh, almost as new as the one we read last week. Should we do that? <laughs> <laughs> you are a wordsmith, my friend. I am. He kind of is. Yes. Yeah. Tim uh, this newish, newer of the new variety from the previous week to the not one quite that as is new as the newest new one. But, uh, <laughs> but it's not as old as our oldest ones either. Yeah. Right. No, it's it's newy. Somewhere in the middle, but it's on the high new side of the middle. Right. No, it's the newest. It's the second newest, I think would be the right way to say it. The only, like this is, makest, uh, the newest, the makest, the newest. That sounds like nudist. Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, the makest, yeah. This is by Fix It, Makest, Break It. <laughs> I mean, Fix It, Make It, Break It. Uh, and it's five stars. So that's that's fantastic. It says, uh, the title is, looks like someone has been down here with the ugly stick. Must be talking about Bill. Um, <laughs> and then... And then it says, uh, the only thing that cannot be reclaimed is this podcast. It is amazing. And the amazing is in all capitals. And I approve, um, the talking tree branch of so much wisdom. I guess that's me. <laughs> the hairball from no, under the couch that is, that is way smarter than he seems. You're definitely the hairball under the couch. You're the hairball under the couch. And the can- I, no. Under the, you, no, under the couch, everything. And the, and the can of Molson 
<laughs> so I will take that <laughs> all the way to the bank. Is very clever yeah. and funny, but turning into a bit of a spags. Oh, oh, compared Ooh. to spags, this is a also uh, a compliment, probably. Wow. And it says thank you for not quitting. Oh, I guess I, this was around the time that you were talking about quitting, which um, you know is still know. open I'm for not, discussion. I don't know still if Mark, Mark's not, not going to take that as a, uh, a compliment. I don't think. Well, man, this, yeah. this is a compliment. It's complimentary. I I'm ta- both. I've talked to Mark beer before. He doesn't and want, smart he and spagsy. Be compared so. to you. He's He's There's no chance he even spoke to you, but that's fine. <laughs> what else do we have here? <laughs> what Sorry, Tim, grabbed your attention this week? Tim, what grabbed your attention this week? I'm going to plug a TV show. Uh, my, my wife and I were a little behind the times. We just started watching Shameless. Did you ever watch that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. What a, what it's a, televised train wreck. Yeah, that's it's, what, it is. what it's a awesome. fantastic yeah. show. It's that's so much, the yeah. one it's so much show fun that so you watch. It's the yeah. one show you can watch, and I'll, I will stop talking. I won't interrupt you again. It's the one mm-hmm. show you can watch that no matter what you've done in your life, you feel better about yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know. And, but, but then even like, because the, I mean, all of them are basically horrible people. <laughs> but, but that even like the, they, Fiona. They, well, except Fiona but they all have like there's still that, every once in a while they just show that one little redeeming quality so you just can't write them off altogether and you still have to root for them like there's always just that one little thing that's just like ah oh, it's really not his fault his mother was a jerk too you know and like there's, they always give you those yeah. little things but then you're just like no he's pretty horrible <laughs> on the next scene it's just, it's just fantastic yeah. well written and funny and heartwarming yeah it is terrific yeah I've like like two or three seasons in now. I think I don't know. Just and there's like eight seasons, so it's just the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, yeah it's, I it's, am it's fully pretty, up to date. Hmm. So am the I. eighth season was done like six months ago. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, Bill, what are you watching? I mean, what grabbed your attention? You know what grabbed my attention? Uh, and you were just talking about this. So two things along the same vein. Jimmy Duresta is the vein, and the two things about that is he posted that picture of the uh, mid-century modern coffee table that has three legs he was like should i go three or four legs and somebody accused me in the comments of i must be an obnoxious hipster or something because they anyway so of course we all got together and and um it's like oh they don't know what they're talking about jimmy you're amazing we love you but i didn't i actually because sometimes i do this i didn't mean to do it on purpose but it just happened and i wrote you know i find it ridiculous jimmy that you are becoming more and more of a corporate shill these last few years have been a complete downward spiral into some sort of anti-creative display of nonsensical builds that require less and less actual intent. Now, when someone tries to give you some feedback, you allow for your mindless minions to condemn and nullify what could otherwise be you setting the bar for an intellectually stimulating conversation about style and culture. I, for one, am ashamed of you. If you would like to actually grow and pull yourself out of this pit of self-loathing, I invite you to listen to Reclaimed Audio podcast and take some notes and this way you may be able to resurrect a small portion of your dignity good day sir how, wow how did that's that go incredibly over? well written yeah. and right borderline did Casey write it <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny and Jimmy thought it was funny um, but oh, somebody didn't think, think it was it. <laughs> most everybody but one person and he was he was defending Jimmy and just like hey you don't need to listen to him or watch him if you don't like what he does you can go somewhere else pal and then of course Paul Mayette jumped in and said, hey, that's just Lutz. It's, it's okay. Jimmy actually likes him, even when he's being this way. But what I find neat is you were talking about the, uh, the, the three-legged thing and three screws. So Jimmy made this try. Somebody else in the comments, and I don't know what it was, but it was worth mentioning. They said, you know, 
my boss used to say, only make something with three legs. It'll never be out of balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I told him, what, are you afraid of your skills that you can't make something with four legs stand straight? And my boss says, no, I'm just afraid of the room that's in. I didn't do the floor. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was amazing. So that's what caught my attention is uh, Jimmy is the it's your ultimate. your own comments, yeah. Yeah. Just seeing him do a simple kidney bean looking three legged coffee table. The guy's just, he's Jimmy. What can Nothing you say? he does is simple. And you learn from everything. Yeah. Like you could everything. sharpen a blade, I'd learn something from him. He's well, amazing. It's, you know what amazed me that... this week? Me. That's basically <laughs> It just, it and my interaction with celebrities. It amazed me that there's still people out there that criticize something he does. I mean, haven't you, first of all, haven't... That was you! Oh. <laughs> no, the original post was somebody criticized him. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Go ahead, Phil. What are you doing? Um, of course, you know, the original I'm, post the, was Bill calling him a hipster. That's how it all started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ridiculous. Nobody knows that yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the watch video that I that I that I watched basically, because yeah. uh, then it inspired me to buy this wrench off eBay and then change my own battery and I don't know it grabbed my attention I guess. Cool. It's exciting. It's a cool tool. Basically, the way it works is uh, there's a lateral adjustment and then there's a horizontal adjustment and it repositions the pins so that it could grab any any back of any watch because they all have like those little notches on the back there it's a it's a so delicate big watch little watch. wrench is what it is yeah almost like a plumbing wrench yeah it's a no no, no. It does, it's the opposite of what you think it's it's forward facing like a ratchet right but oh, it's called a spanner okay. wrench a spanner yeah. you know a regular wrench is a spanner wrench they used to make them out of uh, almost cut metal like your set of craftsman wrenches but a spanner yeah. wrench is like an it's a very delicate adjustable spanner wrench because it spans you can adjust it to span the distance it uh. needs to go to catch the little notches okay because they call in the uk they call like our regular wrenches they call them spanners right mm-hmm. but that's different okay our channels on instagram twitter and youtube i'm phil pinsky WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. Let us know how we're doing on this show of ours. Hit us up on email, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com, or on Twitter, at ReclaimedAudio. iTunes reviews, clearly. <laughs> uh, Tim let the cat out of the bag, and we do need more of these bad boys. So I uh, want you to get up on there. There's a link on our website, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. Makes it super easy to get there and... Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Only five stars, please. Uh, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The absolute best way to ensure that uh, you get access to the pre-show. And if you hit that $10 spot, you get your name called out at the beginning of the show. And we do appreciate that. So thank you to everybody who does that. And have a great week, everybody. And thank you to actually just everybody on Patreon. You all rock and roll. Thank you so much. So say we all. So So say say we we all. all. Yeah. All right, great. Be good, everyone. Bye.